0: Welcome back to the pew, everybody. I am your host John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort Victor Adams. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. yeah You like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still living in this crazy world, but I uh, see so you need I... a haircut too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got uh, my bangs are starting to get a little, little long. I mean, they're past my eyebrows, which my dad would have said it was long hair back then. That's
0: right. I'm gonna get you one of those skater dashers. Yeah, I'm gonna like you know start.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. I'm gonna flick my hair and like you know back in like I did in the 80s. You there know? you go. Well.
0: Hopefully in a few weeks we'll have some of that stuff remedied and we'll get back to normal. I hope that's what, that's what the prayer is at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, here we are—the Monday after Easter. You know, I know it was very different. I've looked at all the comments on social media and you know just the things that you see out there about it's people like, talking about almost it. like a homesickness yeah.
1: sickness in a sense that we weren't there. Yeah, I mean we we're we we're watching, we we're participating in our own way, but we weren't like really, really there. And you know, in mass or mm-hmm. in the pews, and really. Being part of the whole process of the of worship,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was awkward. I watched the bishop's mass yesterday at seven in the morning, and you know, to see the empty pews, and you know, they were showing the cantor, and at the cathedral they usually have a big choir behind them. It's nothing but empty chairs, mm-hmm. and yeah, it definitely, it was a different Easter. Um, and this whole Lent has been different, you know. Really, I mean, we got what a, a fresh fry or two in, and then all of a sudden, it's it's in your homes and locked away, and and you know, I just I really wanted to talk today about because this is a, a different type of Easter, you know, we're not, a lot of people will say I don't feel like it really was Easter, I didn't feel like it was Lent, or I didn't feel as if, you know, the normal way I feel during this season. Uh, there, it's gonna make it more difficult to go and do what we are supposed to do as Christians, which is to witness to what we have just seen, right? To witness mm-hmm. to the resurrection of Christ, to witness to the story and the kerygma, and this love story that God has brought to completion with the uh, death and resurrection of his son Christ. So. You know that's that's kind of what I want to talk about today, and 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 just, you know, this no matter what sort of Easter it is, it was still Easter. God God still was crucified and resurrected, right? right? Jesus still came to life, and he he saved us from our sins. He defeated death, and we need to make sure that like even though this has been a different Easter, it needs to be different in the sense that we change our lives. My hope is with all this time we've had at home and all this time that we've had to to ponder more things, more free time on our hands, I guess you could say. And There's probably some homeschooling moms out there right now like to choke me for that, you know, free, for, you know, uh, you know, more free time on your hands. But yeah. I mean, just we're at home and we have more time on our hands to spend contemplating God and these things in our lives that hopefully this is a completely different Easter, that this isn't just one that we like so many for me in my life that passed by where nothing changed, it was Easter. I put on my nice suit and I went, and you know we had a big lunch with the family, and then I went back Monday and nothing changed. And that's not what Easter is about. This is this should be an invitation to transform our lives forever to become these disciples like like Mary and, and the rest of the disciples that went out and told and shared the gospel with the rest of the world. And that's what I'm hoping that we can get across today in this episode. And you know I found a quote from Pope Francis, and he said the gospel of Easter is very clear. We need to go back there to see Jesus risen and to become witnesses of his resurrection. This is not to go back in time. It's not a kind of nostalgia. It is returning to our first love in order to receive the fire which Jesus has kindled in the world and to bring that fire to all people, to the very ends of the earth. And that's what I'm talking about. Like this difference of we can have an Easter where we go, yeah, rah, rah, I got a bunch of Twix and Reese's eggs and all that stuff and kids had a great time and I saw my relatives you know, on a Zoom meeting or whatever it is. And and really look at this, am I going to live differently after this pandemic, after Easter, after all these things? Am I truly going to pick up the mantle of what it means to be a disciple of Christ and go out in the world and share that good news? Well, you're kind of referring to what, I guess, what uh, Pope,
1: right, you said Pope John? No, Pope Francis. Pope Francis, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like the the basis of a love story. I mean, Christ, the passion of Christ, as Mm -hmm. people would say, is the love story for humanity i -hmm. mean christ gave his life up for all of us and so for why why would not we continue that love story you know why not we take on that love that christ has for us and love others i mean that's the continuation you're talking Mm -hmm. about easter is that you know god loved us he sent his son he died jesus died for us from his love because he loved us therefore we are supposed to be the embodiment of that love to share with others
0: yeah and that's and what you're talking about is that charisma. That that's mm-hmm. the love story. It's it's the message of the gospel. I think the problem is a lot of people don't look at it like that. It's just you know a series of events that happened over time that ended in the culmination of the death of, of Jesus Christ. And and you know maybe I was raised in a way to where where I, I know that, but I don't I don't know that. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know it intimately. And so you know we've talked about the charisma before that that. The love story started with with God creating Adam and Eve, right, loving us into existence, and then obviously the mistakes and the choices they made there with the, with the uh, the eating of the apple, the biting of the apple, it, it brought sin and death into the world. And God wanted to reconcile that that relationship, so He sent His Son Jesus Christ, and that's what we experienced over the last you know Lenten period is is Christ going into the into the desert, and Christ, well, first of all, being baptized, and then going into the desert, and then. And and coming out and, and living his message and living the gospel and preaching about the kingdom is near the kingdom is near the kingdom is at hand repent and believe in the gospel all of that until he is put to his death for you and me mm-hmm. so that's the story of the kerygma that God loved us so much that he sent his only Son to take our place and and then Jesus is going to ask you to be baptized to bring you into his heart to to go out and uh, bring him let him into your heart. And, and to be baptized, and not only with water, but with the Holy Spirit, and to go out and to proclaim the good news, to become these missionary disciples that, that we all are supposed to be. And, and being a missionary disciple doesn't mean, like, I got to go to China, or I got to go to Africa. I mean, those are great things that a lot of missionaries do, but you being a missionary disciple is in your own hometown, in your own home, in your own friend circle, in your own job, in your own parish, all of these things. And, and so that brings me to like, the fact that we have a choice to make today, this Monday after Easter, like, knowing the love story that we've just spoken about, like, to me, it's not really a choice when you truly understand it, because you want to respond to the gift that's been given to you, you know, you want to respond by all these things that God did, you know, we skipped over a lot there, but, like, he was constantly pursuing his people all through the Old Testament, a lot of people say he was, no, he was a vengeful and demanding God, well, he kept making deals with them, and we kept breaking them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, that was a big part of it, and so, there was a lot of that that you know he was trying to reconcile that, and then finally he sent his son. But it, it comes down to this: like we have a choice to make today. This Monday after Easter, you know, are you going to be different, or is it just going to be back to business today? Right? I put my suit up and and I put the Easter baskets back in the in the attic, and you know they'll be there for me next year when this time rolls around. Are we looking at the true message of Easter and moving moving forward in our life? And you know, I was reading the gospel today as I was thinking about the show. And I've read this, you know, gospel like I have the other ones a bunch of times. But today was about Mary Magdalene witnessing the resurrection of Christ, and then in the last part of the gospel talks about these guards, right, that 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 witnessed the same thing. So there was an angel, and the tomb was 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 uh, the stone was rolled away, and the body was gone. But yet they were they were told to be quiet about it. So you have these two different witnesses, right, that, that had both seen and, and heard what had happened. And when you read the gospel, it says Mary, which although she was fearful overjoyed she ran to tell her brothers to tell the other disciples and then you have the guards who went and told the uh the the pharisees the the uh sanhedrin about it mm. and they were they were given hush money which right
1: which you would think that they'd be like really this really happened and they'd be like they turned their whole mindset around but they're still like that hard-hearted hearts sure still going on and it, it it baffles me but because i'm in a different world looking back at it Mm -hmm. i I don't understand how they can continue not you know (laughs) not living
0: the the truth i guess well i I think that i think that what they faced was one there was money involved which changed everything Two, they were you know it says in the gospel they were telling them like you don't need to share this for your own safety Mm -hmm. so they were using the threat of the romans to to scare these guys into being quiet and then the interesting thing is it says at the end of the gospel, and to this day, this is why the Jews believe in what they why they believe what they believe is what it says at the gospel about Jesus Christ not resurrecting and his disciples stealing his body. Mm-hmm. And and so if you look at that, like look at the two different choices there. You have one that chooses to, even though she's scared, run and, and proclaim the gospel no matter what. You know, proclaim the good news. And then you have the other that is that is that is that takes the, the hush money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That takes the hush money and right. is quiet. And so when I say that we have a choice today, like we have a choice to be different. Being different is the Mary Magdalene approach, right? Where even though I'm scared, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make a difference in the world. I'm going to tell others, which at the time she probably thought, hey, I'm going to go tell them and they can be happy that Jesus is alive. But that set in in into motion, you know, the Pentecost so Jesus coming back and then sending the disciples out into the world to proclaim the good news. Like you and I wouldn't be sitting here doing this right. podcast right now if she had not run and told those disciples what had happened, so that Peter and John could come also be witnesses to that and to go back. And so that's that's the kind of choice we have today. Maybe some will say, "John, you're blowing this out of proportion and and all that." No, I'm not. Like we have a choice today. How is this Easter story and the whole story going to change your life? Or because I think here's this is where I think a lot of us are. And I can speak to this because I was here for a very, very long time in my life, even when I was younger and, and thought I was living this this life as a, as a Baptist, as a young Baptist, you know, young man who was doing everything in the church. Like, I think a lot of us are taking the hush money, right? Like we're, and we don't realize it. Like, you know, we we feel the the promptings of the Spirit, the promptings of, of the Lord. We're, we're going to church. We're doing the, we're going through the motions. But when it comes down to like, hey, the rubber meets the road, you see that person on the On the road you know at work that needs you to talk to him about christ or you see you know something else comes up in your life and we and we choose not to do it we walk away from it you know and it's like the devil uses that hush money for us right like the same way they did with the soldiers hey you know what here's a car you know forget about that jesus stuff you know what here's your big house forget about that jesus stuff here's netflix right you can binge all you want you'll have everything you need right here just all of these things that he keeps putting in front of us and we go you know what i want to share more about jesus but I also like my job, and I like the money I make, and I like this, and I don't want to. I don't want to jeopardize that, sure. or I like my friends, and I don't want to jeopardize that relationship. So we take the hush money, we take the road of the guards instead of the road of Mary to go out and to fearfully but overjoyed, you yeah. know, share with this with the with the others.
1: Well, and what you're saying is 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 very true because I think we all get get stuck in that trap because we all we all kind of tend to think what other people think of us. Mm. You know, our are they still wanting to be my friend, or am I going a little too far with this? And 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 what you have to do is is be like Mary, just mm-hmm. run. I mean, like she must have been sprinting like a marathon because she had such good news she couldn't share with anyone, and she was just running so fast to where the upper room or wherever they were. And when she got there, you just imagine the doors are thrown open or whatever, and she just just. Proclaiming with with happiness and joy in her life to a room that was dead with misery and depression, because what do we do now? You know, and and she brought that light into the room again, mm-hmm. um, that hope, and and I think that once we get the infectiveness of of hope and joy that Mary felt, all those 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 things that probably will in the past took away from, like you were saying, that that kind of grabbed you and told you be quiet. Doesn't have that power of you anymore. Mm-hmm. That release, they release your arm and they they take that 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 palm away from your mouth because that power to proclaim is and the power to run and tell other people is so overwhelming that those things aren't aren't uh, a value of importance anymore.
0: Sure, and yeah. I think a big part of it is too. We're, we're afraid we're going to be rejected. You know, I'm gonna go out and do this. Or maybe you have. Maybe mm-hmm. you're a person that's gone out and tried to share the gospel and it wasn't well received and you just said, you know what, I gave it a shot and the old college try and now, now yeah, I'm going home side, like you know, the head with tail buffalo. between the legs yeah. and you know. Right. And look, we've all been there, but you know, the Lord doesn't say like you gotta go out there and be successful all the time. You know, he doesn't say, you know, there's not gonna be a chance where you're rejected. Right. In fact, he tells us to shake the dust from our sandals and and, and bring our peace back to us right. if it's not accepted. But I think there's a, that's a big reason why we don't, but that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, we still, if, if you're looking for the courage to do it, you got to look towards the Holy Spirit because right. that's where you're going to find your courage. But, you know, we get caught up in all these other things, these distractions, these th- that hush money, right, that comes in the forms of our pleasures or our addictions or, or all these other things that, that are easier, right, that, that you can stay in your comfort zone with. You know, you can hide, you can, with with... With the gospel it's such a challenging thing to a lot of us. We think we've got to be, you know, this great speaker or we got to be on a stage or we've got to be able to write well or we've got to do something along those lines, but really it's being the witness of your life as well. You know, it's not always with words, it's how you're living your life. But, you know, we it still stands that we have that choice to make. And the thing is that I, you know, I want people to understand is sometimes we can selfishly choose to not you know share the gospel like well it's up to me it's my life it's my choice uh and i don't feel comfortable doing it but what we got to remember is almost every single do we understand that the lives of everyone around us are affected by which way we choose whether we're going to be like mary or the guards like how many people does god put in front of us on a daily basis that need to hear his 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 story that need to hear how much he loves them and and if we're not taking that 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 um that 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 I don't know that 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 cue in our life to, to to speak to people. Then how many people are we are we missing out on? How many people are not going to hear the gospel when they should? You know, when God is has, has wanted them to hear it because we're we're giving our no, right, or because we're taking that that hush money, as I've said. And so it doesn't just affect us; it affects everybody, the world around us, our parishes, our cities, our diocese, everything, our friendships. You know, and, and that's one thing that I think about all the time is even when I you know to this day. That, you know, I go to get on these stages or or even in a conversation with somebody, you know, sometimes I still feel that fear creep up of, well, man, what if what if people don't like this? What if what if people like just every, you know, they're looking at that Facebook video and going, right. oh, just guy would <laughs> shut up or whatever. Like it just I have to tell myself that doesn't matter. That's not why I'm doing it. The purpose is God asked us to go and share the gospel. He didn't say you got to share it. And it's got to be received or you fail. Right. right? He says, you got to go out there and do this. And so what we need to realize in our lives is that we're just answering the call of what's been asked of us and that we're going out there and doing the things that we're supposed to do that, that Jesus gave us as his final commission as he left the earth, right, was to go and make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so it's difficult, right? But we've talked about this before. You know, I've mentioned that one, if somebody was to ask me what I thought the motto of Jesus Christ was, like what's one sentence or a, a sentence or two that really you can tell somebody that that is – you know, would say basically what Jesus was all about. It's that verse from John, John fourteen thirty one, and it says, "The world must know that I love the Father, and I do just as the Father commanded me." And that's what Jesus said. Like when you know, and he finishes that with, Let, "Get up and let's go," is what he's telling the disciples. Mm-hmm. Let's go, get up and let's move. And what he's saying there is he's answering these these fears of the people. Well, what if what if this happens or what if this happens or Father, you know, Jesus, you don't need to do this or you don't have to do this. And that's how he answers them. You know The world must know that I love the Father, and it's got to be the same way for us. If we're going to follow in the footsteps of Christ, if we're going to live the way that he did, then we've got to adapt that same set of thinking of, Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about anything else. Like, the world has to know that I love Jesus and what he's done for us and what he's done for them, and and that I'm going to do everything that he commands of me. And when you can adopt that mindset, it's going to become a lot easier because you start to focus on the one opinion that matters, which is God's. And you start to forget about all these other, what people are going to say, and you can start rejecting that that hush money and that stuff from the devil and the world and the flesh, right? Just the, I don't want that stuff. Like, get away from me, Satan. I don't, quit dangling that stuff because there's one mission of my life, and that's to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ and to be good at it. And now that includes, like some people will say, you know, well, well, I'm supposed to be a good husband and a good father. Well, I got news for you. If you're living for Jesus Christ, the chances are you're going to be a good husband, you're going to be a good father, you're going to be a good mother and a good wife, you know, you're going to be a good employee, you're going to be a good friend. That's that's the beauty of surrendering to Christ. You're not giving up so much as you think, as you're getting. You're receiving yeah. the grace to be able to live out your life in these wonderful ways. But it starts with, with being okay with being different. To make that decision and to choose the path of this of mary or these multiple other disciples that have gone out and become martyrs like how many of them died every one of them but but john but it was more important the, the one thing that was the most important in their life was sharing the good news and if they gave their life they knew that they were going to a place where they'd be better anyway right and what you're talking about
1: is speaking the truth showing the truth and sharing the truth and I want to share a story because I don't know if we talked about this, but before the day before COVID-19 where we all congregated in, in restaurants. yeah. So there are many, many, many times where you, I, and a few other folks, you know, David and everybody will have their families and we would have, you know, Father Martel or, or Father Gio with us. And there'd be what, maybe 12, 15 of us at a table. And then like all of a sudden we would all be quiet and say the prayer out loud. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a time where I would look around and people would like, their conversation would stop as if they were kind of wondering, okay, one, what's going on Two, Wow. This is really cool. And three, um, maybe in them themselves say, wow, maybe I need to, to be more focused on, on being thankful for what I have. And there was a time I think I was with you or you were, you know, me, where someone came up to us and said, thank you for doing that. It's been a long time since I've seen that happen, you know, mm-hmm. in a restaurant. And I think if we're looking for how do we start sharing the truth it's the littlest things, not mm-hmm. to like wave a flag in the public saying, "Look at me, I'm Christian." Look at me, you know. Mm-hmm. But just be yourself and then speak the truth, proclaim the truth. So I mean,
0: you're saying I should take off my Jesus is King sandwich board I have on right now? <laughs> well, you, you know, you're, you're doing pretty good. I'm feeling with it. a little awkward right. right now. Yeah, but <laughs> no, you, but that's a that's a right. wonderful point. You're, and I remember that day, and I remember the times that we've we've all gone out and done that, and it felt so felt so blessed to have priests that that are willing to come out and do that with us. And and, in multiple times, I mean, I remember Father Favaza going with us sometimes, another local priest, and when he was at Holy Rosary, and and it was always a beautiful thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you get into your point in that group and those numbers, you you start to feel a little less weird about it, right? Like you got your support there. And we always talk about community and, and finding people in our lives to live, you know, virtue with, and it's a lot easier to do. Um, you know, and, and so I want to I start talking a little bit more about how to do this, right? Because, okay, I'm going to make the choice, John and Victor. I'm going to make the choice about I'm going to choose the path of Mary instead of these 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 guards that took the hush money. So how do I do it? And, you know, there was a couple of gospel readings, or not gospel readings. They were uh, the first readings yesterday on Easter, and you could choose in between them. They were from, mm-hmm. you know, Corinthians or Colossians. But in both of them, uh, Paul started to talk about this. And the first one he said... You know, think about what is above and to be exact, he says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. That's the first thing we have to do. Yeah. We have to get our mind off of the earthly things and what we're going to lose here and remember. That we're not permanent residents of here. No, oh, we're citizens of heaven. Right. Yeah. Like we should treat this life like we're we're in a, a pay by the month, you know, apartment, right? Or mm-hmm. where, where you're just here for a time being and and stop worrying and stop focusing so much on the things of the world. Like look, I know you're gonna have a job. I know there's a lot of people out there right now that are probably feeling the the pinch of all yeah. of this stuff, and nobody's discounting that. Nobody's saying, like, just you know, throw caution to the wind and don't worry about providing for your family or how you're gonna do it. I'm just saying, like, when we have to turn our heads and our in our minds upwards, right? Like towards what is important. And the most the most important thing is God. And if you're putting him first in your life, if you're really developing that relationship with him and his son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, then then those things are going to work themselves out. God's going to provide for the people that are that are doing you know, what he asks of them. I, I can I, I know that for a fact. I've gone through three months you know, it's funny. People ask me, they say, well, why are you so calm about this COVID-19 thing? I'm like, I haven't had a job in three months. That's like, right. I'm used to this by now. Like, I and, and I figured out that the Lord still provides, right? That yeah. Angela's side of the income has been enough. That we didn't need the. I mean, granted, we, we could have used some extra cash every now and then to fix some things that are broken and mm-hmm. things like that. But, like, he really allowed me to see, like, how much of this stuff that I thought we had to have, we don't have to have, you know, that... that, that he's going to provide for us no matter what so we have to first of all think of what is above and constantly place our mind on the heavenly things not the earthly things right. and once we do that you're centering yourself on what matters most and, and god's going to reward that when you're putting him in first in your life and, and teaching your family and doing the things that we're supposed to do walking in the ways of the lord the way that he's asked us to and then the second um the, the other choice of reading for yesterday you could have chosen this one. It was, do you not know that a little yeast leavens all the dough? Clear out the old yeast so that you may become a fresh batch of dough inasmuch as you are unleavened. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but, the, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That's uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 6b-8. through And that point, that's the second thing I want to say is we have to clear out the old yeast. Right? We have to first put our mind on the things that heavenly, decide that I'm going to live for God, I'm going to live for Christ. Then we have to start clearing out the mess of our lives, this wickedness, this malice. We have to to return that hush money. You know, the thing about Judas is, yes, he hung himself, and yes, he betrayed the Lord, but at least he threw the money back at the end, right? He said, I don't want this anymore, and we've got to do the same thing. We've got to turn around, and this hush money that maybe is our our job or our possessions. I'm not saying quit your job, but we've got to put those things in order and say, you know, the sins, the, the the failures, my mistakes, all these things that have happened in my life. I'm not going to carry them around anymore. I'm throwing this back. I'm getting rid of it. That's what we have to do to move forward in this lifestyle: is to have to have to clear out that old yeast, as Paul said, and, and move past that. So give yourself to God first. Like focus on heaven and clear out the, the things in your life that are keeping you from that. And then three, we got to be like Mary. We got to go and tell others. Once we receive the good news, and 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 here's the thing that I want to clear up too: a lot of people think that I got to know all this stuff. I got to have this knowledge. I got to be able to quote stuff forwards and backwards. You don't. You just have to know that God changed your life and share your version of that, your witness, your testimony with people. That is just, or is more powerful than than anything you could read to them out of anywhere. Is is the testimony of your own life. So we have to do that. We have to spend time with Jesus, and we have to witness to the story, and choose to to fight off the urges to stay in our little corners and, and to deal with our own little business and to take that hush money, right? And just to be quiet, to be silenced because how many people are going to be affected by our silence? How many people will never know Jesus Christ because, you know, or may not ever have the opportunity to know him in the way that God wants them to, because we chose to be quiet.
1: I think what you're talking about too is like the, the lives of the, of the saints have been a major um, motivation for me as well as has been for many, many people in the church you know i mean like reading lives of saints prov- prov- uh, provoked other people to be successful in their life you know like i mean just name one saint as you know has motivated another saint and, and continued mm-hmm. throughout history yeah and so therefore we, when we read about how other saints suffered then we can say I, he know exactly what i'm going through and and the same thing is that knowing that christ motivates us the holy spirit guides us and our love is like profoundly influenced by the Blessed Mother as well. Mm-hmm. And and we just kinda really have to, like you said, proclaim the truth and be be like the Mary,
0: you know? Yeah, and make up yeah. our minds to be different. Like the yeah. last thing I wanna say on the show is, like today, now, if you're listening to this, make your mind up that it's gonna be different, that this isn't just gonna be another Easter that rolled by on the calendar with an X on it. This is the one where I really begin to give my life to Christ, maybe for the first time truly forever. So I hear that music, Victor, so you know what time it is, you know, thank you for all you that listen, make that choice, be different in your life, and serve Christ in the way that he wants you to. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, it can be so easy to take the life, death, and resurrection of your Son for granted. We can put it on a cruise control during Lent and Easter and miss the opportunity for true transformation. Help us to avoid becoming like the guards who kept silent about what they had seen and heard. And Father, whenever the world tries to silence us about the good news, let us be different like Mary and run over joy to tell others about you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.